we'll keep moving on on to uh, Autico up next. Uh, Ray Shorox, uh, uh, Autico Minerals. Uh, geographically, we relocate now to Ontario, Canada, um, where Autico is an emerging exploration company focused on advancing a high-grade gold resource at Pickle Crow Gold Project. Uh, fantastic name and uh, a beautiful part of the world, as I'm uh, seeing up on the screen now. Um, Ray, you should have the controls to the presentation. We'll uh, unmute you and look forward to hearing more about uh, your project in Canada. Thank you very much um, and welcome, everyone. Uh, this very first page uh, is very interesting. This gives you a, a really great aerial view of what we picked up in January. So if you can see my pointer here, you can see the big core shed that we picked up here. Here's all the core samples along here. Uh, we have a generator just here. Up here is a lot more core. Uh, over here is where we have the uh, a very small mill. It will end up being too small for us, uh, given the size of our project. But you'll see up here is the t uh, some tailings, uh, and across the road here is some more core. So on with the presentation. There's a disclaimer. Please read that at your, your leisure, but I do recommend you do read it. Now, if there's anything you want to know about this project, there are four things you really need to take away. Of course, there's many more things about this exciting project, but there's four things you need to take away. And that, they are that this is a large, high-grade resource. Don't underestimate where this thing's going. And it's open in every direction. That's also important. I'll take you through that. We've got two rigs drilling as we speak now, uh, and I've tendered a third rig based on some of the visuals that we've seen at the, mo the moment. But those four things are the things you really need to, to focus on. The other things, of course, are that this large high-grade resource runs from surface. So everything that we're looking at at the moment that you're seeing through this presentation is we're running uh, no more than 300 metres from surface. This is, we're open at, at depth and a long plunge, but uh, you, you need to understand that this is the focus of our uh, drilling campaign as we sit today. And that drilling campaign has just recently been expanded from 5,000 metres to 10,000 metres. Uh, and as I say, we've got those two rigs with a third mobilising. Um, it's a really low-risk uh, resource growth play, um, which we expect our, that resource, which we currently just announced, of 830,000 ounces, at a staggering 11.6 grams per tonne. It is my understanding that it's the second best discovery on the ASX uh, behind Kirkland Lake at this point. Probably be standard to be corrected. There's a lot of discovery going on at the moment. But it is fabulous grade that we're seeing. Because we have so much historical data, uh, this mine was, was one of the biggest producers in Canada between 1935 and 66, where it produced 1.5 million ounces at 16 grams per tonne. Uh, that's with an 8 gram per tonne cutoff. Really important to understand. But because it was in production for so long, we've got great data on all the sorts of things that are really important to us on in terms of metallurgy, in terms of recoveries. Um, so it's really important. I'll take you through that as well. We have a granted mining licence to 2067. Uh, and I can assure all the, all the people that are listening today I won't be around in 2067. Um, we're well-funded. We're a great balance sheet. We recently raised an additional $30 million. We've got uh, $33 million in cash to work through all of our 
projects. An asset will always remain an asset unless you've got a great team. And this is one of the best that I know of going around. Uh, for those that don't know me, I'm the immediate founding past chairman of Bellevue Gold. Uh, and Bellevue Gold, I left for no other reason than I'd outdone my, my time there as an explorer and moved on to Orteco. Uh, Steve Parsons, then non-executive director, great support for me, managing director of Bellevue. And Bellevue, of course, has gone on to become almost a billion-dollar company, recently raised $100 million to go into development. Uh, Michael Naylor does all the safe pair of hands on finance and corporate governance. Uh, Sam Brooks, lucky to have him on the team. Uh, he's the chief geologist at Bellevue and assists us where, where we need. And our chief geologist is Marcus Harden, who uh, has had almost a half a dozen discoveries globally. There's a great team. Now, we all know each other very well. We've all worked together for over 10 years. And this, uh, I might add, is that those five faces you see there have all got skin in the game. So here's the corporate summary. Uh, you know, we're, we're at about a $260 million market cap, uh, enterprise value of less than 230 based on the cash. Uh, interestingly, the board owns about 30%, so real skin in the game. Uh, we've all participated uh, in the placements up until the last placement, and we've all bought on market. Very important to understand. Recently, uh, and it continues to be uh, ongoing, is I've got there... Australian and global institutions account for about 14%. That now today, as we stand, as of this morning, is about 18%. Uh, you would have noted that uh, not only is 1832 gone substantial, have increased uh, their holding. And we have some 10 other institutions on a register. Okay, so this is, this is where we are. So if you look at this, here's Toronto. It's a short flight to Thunder Bay, and then a 45-minute flight daily flight to Pickle Lake, where there's an airport, and then it's a 10-minute drive on sealed roads to Pickle Crow uh, project. Uh, we have grid power, we have sealed roads. As I mentioned, daily flights, um, on-site exploration infrastructure. We've just recently put in a 24-man field camp to help support those three rigs that are currently uh, at site. We've got a core shed. Um, we have existing mill. It's a little too small, as I mentioned before, for our purposes, but it is still there. We can potentially get some cash flow on the tailings if we so desire, and we've got 600 kilowatts of generation. Uh, All-round exp exploration possible. Now, a lot of people would say that this time of year in spring, where there's the great thaw, it's the hardest time to explore. You know, during winter where it's very the ground's very hard, there's stability, it's just about getting rid of snow, um, the, the, the current time right now in spring is the most difficult time in this region to uh, explore, but we've been lucky in the sense that we've been able to continuously drill. So that's why we're able to say that we do have all-round exploration possibility. As I mentioned before, we've got 320 square kilometres of land holding. Um, we'll move on to the next. So here it is. This is where we actually sit at the moment. Our neighbours are, are very prolific miners, and you can see to our southwest uh, we have the Great Red Lake uh, uh, mine owned by Evolution. To date, it's done about 25 million ounces at a staggering 20 grams per tonne. Um, uh, Springpole, 
to our north uh, sorry to our uh, north northwest is also our joint venture partner here on this project they've got uh, the spring pole project and that's a um, one gram a ton but that's a big project they they hope to go to 400,000 ounce production per year to our north is muscle white owned by Newmont and of course there's the Dixie project which is great bear which has got some fantastic intersects of, of, of late uh, with a market cap which is uh, multiples above where, where ours is yet to actually have uh, a resource to my understanding this Goldland to our south and West Red Lake all great projects very prolific region. I can't underestimate how this is a tier one jurisdiction in a high grade uh, province. Uh, so what we're trying to do here is unlock this great potential that was so great in the 60s. Um, uh, it, it was stopped in 1966, not because it ran out of mineralization. On the contrary, it closed down because gold price had hit $35 US a ton, uh, an ounce, I should say. Uh, very interesting. So what happened then, not unlike Bellevue, when we picked up Bellevue from Extrata, um, it was unloved. Nobody really paid attention to it. The focus are on much bigger projects uh, in Extrata's instance at Bellevue. They're interested in, the, in the, nickel, the nickel prospects across the road from us. In this instance, um, but it fell into disrepair because no one really looked at it after the 60s. Gold price hadn't really rebounded, got a bit forgotten. Uh, got picked up in 2007 by PC Gold. They floated on the Toronto Stock Exchange as a result of this particular asset. And then, of course, the uh, uh, GFC hit. They couldn't raise capital and they went broke. And they got picked up by First Mining in 2014. And they did very limited exploration on that site. Uh, we spent a lot of time trying to find a project. We were very, very specific about where we wanted to be. Had to be a tier one location. We felt that there weren't, wasn't a lot left in Australia and we headed to North America. Um, and we wanted something that we could add value to uh, and that was clearly un, unloved and forgotten. Um, so we've got this maiden resource of 830,000 ounces at 11.6 grams per tonne. And that, my friends, is without us putting a single hole in the ground. A, quite a good acquisition, if you ask me. So here we are. So the blue outline here is the maiden resource area just here. It's about a four-kilometre strike length. Um, what, what we have uh, within our resource is these fantastic unmined intersections. That was the most appealing thing to us, is that, you know, we had 13 metres at 43 grams, 3 metres at 134, and you can read the rest. But what, what it meant to us is we had walk-up drill targets from surface that we get to immediately. And all those loads are open down plunge to existing underground uh, development. And I want to take you through some of that underground development later on. So that 10,000 metre drilling campaign is ongoing. Here, this, I, I love this long section here. It gives you a really good indication of what we've got here and where we're, what we're targeting. So, of course, all along here, shaft one, Albany Shaft and Shaft 3, These are, this is the existing infrastructure we've picked up. It's about 38 kilometres of existing underground infrastructure. And in today's terms, that's about two to $300 million US. Uh, but what was most interesting to us is it's still open at depth. It's a long strike, as you can see here, and up to surface. 
So the last bit of drilling that occurred, occur, I hope you can see my pointer, it went just to the, from shaft three across to try and discover what was happening down the bottom of shaft one below 1,000 metres. So they had mined down to 1,000 metres. And as they did, they came across this fantastic intercept right here, which was 10 grams plus at the time. So this is a great target for us. We believe there's another big load outside of our resource that we talk about at the moment. It's fantastic. I urge people to take a long look at this long section. Um, and with these advanced targets, so what we have is this resource of 830,000 ounces at a high grade, but we've also got drill holes outside this current inferred resource. This is not put inside the resource. This is what we're seeing at the moment. Now, I'm going to point out just a couple to you, which are 10.7 metres at 50 grams a tonne, 7 metres at 17.7 .7 grams a tonne. This is just a couple that we can, they're walk-up targets. We'll just go and drill those and we'll expand the resource as a result. The next one is here we have some brownfield targets just outside of where we are made resource area here. So what we've got here, I just want to point out that there is the old Central Patricia mine that was mined from the mid-30s to the 50s, and they got out, uh, you know, 650,000 ounces at 13 grams. Everything around here is very, very high grade. And this, this along here, and I'll talk about this a bit further, this long strike here uh, is very, very productive and very exciting. So all of these bits and pieces that you see here is the Springer shaft, the Jeff Bain, the Powder House, the Western Target, the East Pack, right, are all fabulous targets to help increase our resource. Not only do we have that area that I just spoke about, so we've got the resource area that we've got, the low-hanging fruit, the brownfields immediately outside that, but we also have this regional-scale project. This is a real province that we're picking up here. And as you can see here, there's that central Patricia mine that I talked about, that historical producing mine here, which is on our property. Um, we have all of these other targets. These particularly 14 metres along strike along Tarp Lake, Shear, has uh, got some fantastic uh, regional drilling targets for us. Uh, is, you know, as I say, this is a completely untapped mineralised area. Just nobody has done any follow-up work after drill intersections which showed spectacular grade. Uh, no one did anything with it. So what have we got here? Well, we have a significant high-grade gold play here. Um, it presents what I think is one of the great revival stories in the Canadian mining district. This was one of the best producing mines in Canada in its day. Exactly the same as the Bellevue project in Western Australia. So we've executed the agreement to earn up to 80% of this project. We've got the maiden independent jaw conferred resource of 830,000 ounces at 11.6 grams per tonne. On, a, on the basis and the bedrock and the underwritten nature of it being historically producing 1.5 million ounces at high grade, long life producing area. We've got a mining lease to 2667. Um, underexplored large land holding. I just took you through those three really important slides about why that's important. And now we're embarking upon a 10,000 metre drill campaign, which 
the third rig will hurry that process along. As I mentioned to you before, I've got the team to make sure this happens. We are currently um, employing uh, people to assist us there. So we've now got an exploration manager that started uh, a week ago, and we've got a, a junior geologist joining us to support Marcus Harden. Um, we will have an enormous amount of news flow over the course of the next this quarter and then with an anticipated resource update in the fourth quarter, um, which, you know, we're very hopeful of. And here's the timeline to follow that up. So 10,000 metres of diamond drilling and all the follow-up drilling that will incur from that. Now, the third quarter, arrival of the third rig to supplement and enhance and expand that drilling campaign. Uh, you'll, you'll find our assays and further drilling results in the during this quarter. A lot of field activity, follow-up drilling as a result of that. And then, of course, a resource update in the uh, uh, fourth quarter. And that's it for me. So I'm happy to take some questions. That's, uh, that's very good, Ray. Thanks. Bang on time. Um, just uh, probably a background question from from Tom. Um, you know, how did you, how did you find and sort of obtain such a such an asset, and uh, why do you think uh, First Mining let it go? Uh, it's a great question. It's probably the number one question I get as I market this company uh, around the world. Actually, um, well, I, I sort of touched on it a little bit. It was a great producing mine. It fell into the doldrums. For no other reason uh, than it gold uh, uh, price had hit $35 a tonne. There's a lot of ser serendipity when one's finding assets of this nature and they're so great. And there's a lot of doubt in a lot of people's minds about how someone, a little company from Australia, can find it. Let me tell you, it was nine months in the making. I left Bellevue in August last year um, with, with the prospect of this actually happening. Um, Marcus Hardman was went to site, went to ground. We had three projects that we had on our list that we wanted. Uh, this was the number one target for no other reason than all the issues that I just talked about. You know, it was a it was just sitting there waiting to be picked through. Now, why didn't anyone else do it? Why didn't other people grab it? Well, as you can see, in 2007, BC Gold did have a shot, uh, but, but GFC hit them. That's what I talk about, happen chance and serendipity. And then what happened was first mining, they picked it up in 2014, along with a lot of other assets, I might add. And they were doing a lot of land banking with a view that at the time they land banked as much as they could. And, of course, the gold price would recover into their favour. Gold in general in Canada would be, you know, not frowned upon anymore and would be, uh, would be uh, in favour. And they'd be able to sell off some of those projects if and when. Now, that took a lot longer for them than they ever anticipated. And they started work and all their money on Springpole, 5, 5 million ounces to our northwest. And so that's where the focus was. So when a little company from Australia comes along and, and says, look, we could take that off your hands and we'll give you a free carry, but we're not going to pay for it. We're going to put the money in the ground. Um, and that's what we've got. So that's got a, a very low risk earning to spend $13 million to earn 80%. Very, very good. A couple of questions uh, drilling related from Stan. Uh, just uh, just touch on the uh, the focus for the drilling campaign uh, sort of at the moment, so currently, and uh, how many rigs have you got on site? Yeah, right. 
our focus right now is uh, very much in that mineral resource area. So I talked about um, that we not within our resource estimate that we just announced, so 830,000 ounces, 11.6, that there's 10 metres at 50, 7 metres at 17, 1.5 metres at 444 grams, and 1 metre at 878 grams. Spectacular stuff. That is the low-hanging fruit that we will focus on in this immediate drilling campaign. Uh, and then we have two rigs turning as we speak, and a third we expect within uh, the next three to four weeks. Uh, we've tendered, we've got the contract. Uh, it'll be the same driller as we have at the moment, uh, and uh, keep, keep that consistent. Uh, keep them hungry. Um, and yeah, that, that should that should you will see a lot of drilling results coming out in the next little while. Good stuff. Um, a nice easy one from uh, from Simon. Ray, I hope you got your crystal ball. Uh, what do you expect the gold price to be in the short and medium term? Look, you know, it's another great question because gold being the flavour of the month. But with interest rates where they are um, and uns world uncertainty, they all favour for a very good gold price. But make no mistake, if I can keep that gold price where it is today, I don't need it to go any further north. I'll be more than happy to uh, have it where it is today.